Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Polarizer podcast. That's a little milestone there. 10 episodes. Sweet! Today I'm talking to Roderick Fassen, and to say that he's an interesting guy is an understatement. He's a painter and a poet, but mostly a painter. And the guy has traveled around the world and has been living an insane adventure for years. He easily has the craziest life of any person I've ever walked into. And I've walked into some crazy people during the last couple of years. When he's not hanging out with Victoria's Secret models, he's wandering through the Bronx in New York by himself in the middle of the night, or he's making paintings live at some huge techno festival, or he's hanging out at the MTV Awards. He's basically uh, everywhere, all over the place, and people want to... Everyone... Everyone knows him in the city he lives in, in Rotterdam, including the rich and famous. And he's been arrested for his wild antics a couple of times, and he literally lives the rock star lifestyle. He's, uh, <laughs> the guy is nuts. <laughs> and I love him for it. Everyone does. And he has a lot of love for his home city, just like yours truly, the beautiful city of Rotterdam. And his work is on display in a big art gallery in the north side of town permanently. At this time, you can find his work also in London. And in a couple of years, his work will be hanging in New York. So keep an eye on his website. Uh, I'm sure the, the news section will update by the time his work is hanging in New York. So the word is slowly spreading. If you're an art collector, now's the time to get in. And this is one of my favorite recordings so far because it's just a crazy conversation and it's just, uh, yeah, it was a real treat to talk to this guy. And if you like the show, you can follow us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore polarizer. You can find me on Instagram at Dutch Direct, So you can follow the show there. People have been uh, very receptive to the show, getting a lot of good feedback. So it's, I'm very happy to hear that you guys are enjoying it. So uh, keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends about it if you like it. And I'll keep making more of them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Episode number 10, guys. Recorded someplace random on this interesting planet we live on with your host, Nick Hubei. You're listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Ready, man. All right. Well, I'm sitting here in the living room with my cousin, Rodrik Fassen, and um, in a house that kind of reminds me of Tyler Durden's house from Fight Club. <laughs> he's, an, he's a painter and a poet, and he's the most rock and roll guy I've ever walked into, and I've been hanging out in a lot of wild places, met a lot of pretty wild people, but yeah, you take the cake, man. <laughs> it started up with our grandfathers being nephews, you know, just like we are cousins. Yeah. They were. They were sitting on a boat together for quite some time, so... Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, blood-related, man. And uh, I remember, I think it was like 10, 15 years ago when I was I was trying to get a little rock band together and you were the drummer in there. And that's how we really started to hang out a lot. So. Yeah, man. And, and back then you were, uh, oh, you still are a very good drummer, very, very funky, jazzy. And back then you weren't doing anything with your paintings or your Like, how old were you then? I think you were like 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah, 15, 16. And I was, back then I was 19, 20, so. Uh, so you were you were still figuring out what you wanted to do with your creativity back then. And eventually you started painting. How, how did that start? The painting? Yeah. Yeah, man, at some point I was playing the drums just by myself. I had like one of these... Uh, first electric drum kit was playing on it and at some point I got kind of uh, crazy because when you are going a bit too deep in inside of it you start to uh, like then, then there is something happening more than just unwinding yourself so then I met this guy Hans Kleinjan he's a he's a dentist actually but at night time he's an artist he makes 
a lot of paintings since the 70s already. And I ended up uh, in his atelier. And he, uh, at some point I, I, I asked him, he told me that later because I couldn't remember, but he told me that, that I asked him, can, can you teach me this, this stuff, you know? And in uh, six months, I, like I was hanging out there a lot, and in six months he he told me that I was actually teaching him stuff as well. So it was like a mutual thing. That's why uh, our relationship kept on uh, floating on. And ever since uh, I've been painting, you know. How long was this ago? This was uh, 2008. I was 18. Huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I remember you uh, You also went to school, but that, that stopped pretty quickly, you know. That, uh... Yeah, it stopped actually exactly uh, at that moment, <laughs> 2008. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had some cool high school score, uh, stories too, man. You were always the... Uh, <laughs> you were kind of a rock star in high school too, <laughs> for, all the reason you'd, for all the reasons you would expect. And, uh, it was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what can we say about it you know yeah, yeah. so you started painting and the um, atelier it, it it grew and now you the place now has like two buildings next to each other and, and you just broke a hole through the wall so you can literally walk from the one place to the other through the wall now and it's it's uh it has a pretty big presence in the city at the moment it's uh it's yeah it's kind of a thing, you know, that that all happened in 10 years. Well, it's like the city of Rotterdam is uh, developing itself with a crazy, uh, like on the, on the fast lane, you know. And right at the moment where like the whole economy broke down, Rotterdam started to grow fast and that's happening now for uh, ten, uh, 10 years, and especially in the neighborhood we are in, in the north of Radeda. And We came there right at the, like, at the right spot, at the uh, perfect timing, you know? Hmm. So we built up a kind of uh, temple. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's also the living room of the city. Right. <laughs> at some point it became a bit too living room of the city-wise, so... Yeah, we had, we had to uh, remember. We had to call a guy who stayed at the door, so just the right people came in, you know. <laughs> because we had to, uh, we had to work there as well. I yeah. mean, party is one thing, but you have to continue uh, thinking about, uh, like, about what what to actually tell to the to the world instead of uh, just uh, wasting uh, wasting your time, right. you know. Yeah, I, I remember that there were um, there were always a lot of people there, and every time I came, there were different people there, and I'm pretty sure uh, yeah, someone, everyone, kind of probably know each, knew each other through someone else. But it was uh, just some wild characters down there, man. Yeah, man, fucking Marvel comics. <laughs> like at some point, I, like when you take a look around, in what. People's circumstances uh, doesn't even relate. But if you take a look around, you you see like people like to hang out with the people. They are, are a bit the same. Like where they they have the same thoughts. They look the same. That's what you see a lot. But instead of it's like completely the other way around. All these faces you see are uh, like some, my best friends are totally different from each other you know right. one of them is like is, is a crazy surfer the other one is a big dj uh, he was also always the dj in our uh, studio so we never had to worry about the music yeah you got what's the record you had uh turned on just now tommy guerrero soul food taquira Takira, <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's some awesome music too. Like uh, every, every time I walk in, I discover something new. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. But that's the thing too. Yeah, there's um, there's guys there who uh, you know who look like they sleep on the street, and at the same time, there's millionaires walking around the place. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a 
like what makes the place uh, I mean the place is just a place it's what it's like the people always who walk inside of a place that make a place you know right and since that year 2008 like something like that we I also met uh, Hans's cousin called Michael Michael Kleinian so they are like cousins from each other and he yeah, was, I think I think I mixed up the word cousin or nephew earlier, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, uh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but we started to paint together at some point because, uh, yeah, I mean, at some point, painting is a, it's a kind of a solo thing, you know, hmm. like you just translate every, your thoughts into. A, into your brush and it's just your hands it's, uh, that you're looking at I always try to not think like just not think while you're painting because then you have like this child in, inside of you uh, Yeah. I mean then it doesn't come f- from your brain but, but from a thing that people call your heart your heart is just a muscle you know it's like from your spirit it's right Interesting. That it's you like put it a, that way. it's like an intuition, right? Yeah. After uh, an intuition, after an intuition, and it keeps on floating. Right. Yeah. It's it's funny that you said that you uh, compared to like the child inside because I was talking to Marnix earlier about photography and and his cooking and all that, and he described it in the exact same way. Just uh, let let your child brain come up with uh, with what you're doing, pretty much. Yeah, man. Like yeah. no, th- then there are no taboos existing yet hmm. you don't know what to you like when you totally block everything you know then you get this pure inside of you who's uh, who's right. the boss about what's happening you know yeah huh. yeah I, I remember when i walked in uh, into the studio when when you were at that moment working on something you were painting and I, uh, you know, I kind of tried to say, say hi to you, but uh, you were just painting and like you were hypnotized or possessed or something. I, I couldn't get through to you while you were doing that too. Like, I, you know, you were just completely closed off to everything around you and you were just like painting. And that, you know, I remember that. That, that always kind of stuck me that you were definitely in a in a different place while you're doing it. Yeah, man, I... Like at at, at nights like uh, like that, you're just uh, a part of your surrounding. Everything that you see is is a choice. That's the a thing of uh, like we humans are s- smart enough to actually being able to just surround ourselves ourselves with the things you like. So that's like your composition. Everybody. As a person, you choose the way you look at, just to make sure that that, that, comp- that composition of you is uh, is perfect. You know that's why sometimes you take a left or you take a right. But during painting, the most important thing is to yeah, like imagine all all the all the lovely things we're surrounded with. You know, hmm. so. When people ask me the question, uh, "What are what's the stuff that inspires you?" Then uh, the answer is always really easy, you know. Uh, for me, ins- inspiration is is in the air. I mean, there's some things I like in particular, like uh, the three most lovely things I can imagine uh, are are trees, women, and birds. You know, hmm. <laughs> trees, women, and birds. If you <laughs> the, that are like the the, the gifts, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and your your paintings—they're extremely colorful. There's a lot of bright colors, a lot of interesting contrast. But it's mostly, yeah. All your work is just super colorful. I noticed. Is that something? Like, where does that come from? Is that 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 just comes out of your mind? Like. Uh, you didn't 
You didn't and, try yeah, the color is just uh, it would be actually nice to it's like when I when I'm about 50 years old that I I would just see black and white. I would like that, you know. At some okay. point you you've seen enough color. <laughs> I'm already starting to get a bit color blind. <laughs> but because when you just see black white black and white with colors it's not just about the color itself it's about the how dark or how how bright a color is right so it's like the mixing co- colors uh, yeah man <laughs> colors are crazy right right all these different colors we can see and you're never sure that somebody else sees the same colors because that's true yeah i i don't know what what blue looks like to you you know yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah so yeah i just like uh, a lot of colors right <laughs> especially the ones who also who you also sometimes see in uh, in dirt you know in rocks when you break them like earthy colors yeah, earthy colors yeah if you yeah there's a lot of if that you too. make like a complete earthy piece funny that you say that because i'm looking at at the painting now and After you said that, I I just now actually noticed that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then it's cool when you finish the, a piece like uh, w- with colors like that, and you drop some crazy pink on it, <laughs> like right. some, something that definitely is not from down earth, but but comes from the sky. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like colors you only see in the universe when you when you zoom in enough. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, uh, while I'm talking to you, I'm looking to, at one of your paintings, and it's uh, yeah, it's cool stuff, man. I also noticed that you that you uh, the, it's a very um, yeah, how to describe it? How how do you call the style? Like it's very, it's it's kind of like a rough line. If you you need to take a couple of steps back to see what's going on. Yeah, you know? I mean, I got a but, cup, but, couple of questions. Yeah, about what the style. It's called because uh, I mean some people it's, it's pretty have, have said yeah. when they came into our gallery, they said, "Yeah, it does remind me a bit of uh, kind of when when some of these guys like uh, Picasso or Kandinsky would would still be alive and they will meet up." It's like a yeah, it's a expressionism and. With a slightly bit of impressionism, but but it's still figurative sometimes, you know. Yeah. Okay. So it's we we chose to. Uh, I mean, it's not a choice you make, but it just happened to be uh, being called uh, maniacism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the word mania means yeah, like uh, yeah. If, if just look up the word, what the word. Mania, which is old Latin word for uh, wahnsinn. Wahnsinn. <laughs> wahnsinn. That's a very good Dutch word. I, I guess yeah. if you translate that, wahnsinn. Yeah, that means wahnsinn means mania. Ma- okay, yeah. Ma- it's like a mania, mania, which everybody has inside of him. Right. Yeah, it's a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not the maniac. It's it's the mania, oh, the mania which yeah. also yeah. makes. The maniac, but right. with the word maniac is a bit it's different, like during yeah. no through the years, like in 1700, a maniac meant something completely different at uh, what what it is right now. You know, right? Yeah. No, but, I, th- I think I know where. You're but going. it's like the thing in that human, uh, as a human being, you should be busy with the stuff you like to do hmm. instead of uh, just walking. Uh, like acting like the people around you act instead of that you have to really conspire what what you uh, think it's worth it to uh, to live you know right well and and you know doing your own thing that's uh, that's you're the ultimate embodiment of that man i i don't know anyone who gives less of a fuck than you <laughs> Yeah, I, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I see this blue sky coming uh, like above me every day. 
sometimes fucking lovely shine of of the sun and all these trees popping out in the summer. What is it? Uh, what is it about trees that that uh, that you like so much? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at the rule, trees are popping out like in a forty five degrees. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. If you just imagine the the world we live in keeps on turning around. Lately, I'm really thinking about that. I think that's also dropping uh, dropping his things in in the stuff I uh, I do. Right, you're not With a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I just love life. Can say that, man. Oh yeah, and you're living it with a vengeance. Yeah, some rough, rough days uh, are already behind me, also because. Right. I mean, that's uh, some hardcore things, but which also. Do you want to get into that? Or, uh? Yeah, I've, I lost some really dear friends, and I have the feeling that everything I do, I do also do for him. They live, they live, they continue their lives in, in uh, inside of me, you know. Hmm. So that's what makes makes me extra hungry to go to the studio and uh, drop off, you know. Right. Like uh, it's uh, I try to continuously unwind. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think um, there. Uh, it, it definitely affected your work for sure. Your paintings. Your painting starting started to look differently. After all that happened, yeah. You wanna you do you wanna get deeper into that or uh, or do you wanna move on? No man, everything. Uh, oh, everything I say, uh, I also say uh, by them, you know. So we can uh, we right. can, we can move forward. Okay, so you 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 wanna move on to the next topic or or do you wanna like talk about what happened or? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not a hard thing to talk about because it's already in the, like the the frontal. It's like in my uh, my sight, hmm. uh, uh, always, you know, at the time. So. You, you wanna you wanna tell me what happened? Yeah, it was a, a friend of mine. Like there, the last five years, two friends of mine died. They were really good friends uh, of, of me, and also they knew each other the best, you know. So, uh, yeah, man. Hmm. Just uh, they, they came to the studio a lot. I rocked like uh, a million of. Uh, we, we closed bars actually together, you know. Right. Many of them. <laughs> we want to, so, that sounds like a good story. Can you, can you give me an example of that? Yeah, you used to have the bootleg DJ cafe. Yeah, very, very yeah, shitty like hole a, in the it's, wall. <laughs> it, it's a place where a lot of big DJs nowadays come from, uh, like had their first uh, DJ gigs, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, that's where... I've, the, the club kept on going till 11 in the morning so imagine i i closed that uh, <laughs> that bar there like at least 200 times with <laughs> with the guys you know so what else what else to say man yeah yeah how how you can just go as deep as uh, <laughs> as you can man right yeah yeah those were some uh, wild times i'm sure uh, that, that you also um you, you you've you have so many funny stories too man can you uh, i remember one story you told me you were in the in a grocery store and you uh, got yourself arrested there <laughs> and what what were you doing <laughs> yeah i'm a bit of a clipto man <laughs> like uh, i think that's uh <laughs> Like a compulsive uh, I thief. Think, <laughs> I think that's a, 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 a thing you you're born with, you know, <laughs> or you're not. <laughs> but not from from purses, but just from a really big uh, <laughs> big companies, you know. That's 
But uh, yeah, I, I remember you telling you you were walking to the <laughs> to the part where they uh, sell bread. And you just like grabbed the grabbed a piece of bread there, walked over to the lunch meat section and you know got some lunch meat and just started making a sandwich in the grocery store and eating it. Yeah, yeah, but I was <laughs> I was crazy hungry at the moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was painting for for twenty five hours straight. <laughs> so I just walked out to the to the closest grocery store. Start to build up my sandwich. I even had like fresh juice with it, <laughs> and then I just threw it in a, into a, like these can they had because they were cleaning the place, you know. So I just dropped it in. And then I came outside, and the security guy grabbed me. He said, "Yeah, you know uh, why I'm uh, taking you with me to the cameras, right?" I said, yeah, ma'am, I'm, I'm fucking hungry. What, what, what can you expect of me? <laughs> but I had like the, these hundred euros in my pocket. Like you you always have to make sure you, you have like a, a hundred, we call a maye, <laughs> in, in your back pocket when you do stuff like that because then, yeah, what are you going to say? <laughs> Yeah, my girl was with me even. I just picked her up after after that studio session and we went to the store. I, I started to eat, you know. So she drove my car after the police car to the station. <laughs> and then while we were at, like while I was sitting in the, in the jail, after a half an hour, maybe an hour, the, the guy was coming, like the... Sergeant, uh, like the big police yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy with the crown on his shoulder you know, instead of <laughs> right. just a stripe. Yeah. And he, say, he said, yeah, yeah, so why did you do that, man? I said, yeah, I was hungry, man. <laughs> I, said, I said, sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. <laughs> so I heard he, he's slang, like his voice, he was crazy Rotterdam slanged, you know, so I heard he, he was like a born guy from here. So I started to say this uh, Dutch poem about, like one of my poems about uh, Rotterdam, which takes, which has like 16 bars, you know, 16 sentences. And after that, like, I, will, I will do it. Rotterdam, verlaten gebakend, de stad met de harten in meerdere stadie. Aan sinds het later het leven in nu. Die haven die slaapt niet. En zeker niet nu. Stad van de cult shit. De liefde voor kleuren. Verlaat het het later om reeds door te smeuren. Met smeerlijke verzen. Het vers in het water. De brug die schijnt verder. Nog later dan laat maar. Het westen dat glimt wat. De binnenweg glammer. Het nieuws trekt steeds verder door centrum en boardwalk. De bommen die klonken. Maar nu klinkt de jazz nog. Door Dilder en Derry, verstaan dis Gillespie. Verbouwen is het stempel, de tempel van tijd. Maar gebouwd wordt het toch wel, er zijn zeeën van tijd. En nou maak dat je wegkomt, verlaat het het pand. Pleur ik je in mazen, de haven, je brand. <laughs> Which means like the harbor burns, you know. Right. That's what happened. And, and so that's, I told. That's, uh, I, and by the way, and for for all the listeners, that's that's what uh, that's what a Dutch Rotterdam accent sounds like. And and you got you got a, like a, more than a hundred of these poems, and you can all just recite them from from the top of your head, like right away. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think it's like two fifty or something. Right yeah, now. and it's like every single one of them, like it's just in your head. Boom! You can just like yeah. yeah. That's uh, <laughs> you got an interesting mind, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I always try to make it a bit less uh, photographic by uh, smoking a lot right. and drinking a lot. You know, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm doing my best. But <laughs> so, so after you recited that poem to the police chief, what happened then? He looked at me and he was like, "Man," <laughs> like he he was silent, silent for like. Uh, 20 seconds and he looked at me he kind of hugged me you know because it, it actually made him kind of a bit emotional so I t he told me okay uh, here's your uh, you, do, do you want to go now or do you want to first have like a glass of milk and a, and a decent sandwich <laughs> so 
he gave me because I was still hungry, you know. <laughs> so he gave me the glove. I said, "Yeah, I, I can get, I can stay another five minutes." <laughs> so he, he brought, let like this other woman bring me the food, <laughs> and then after after ten minutes, he came in and he uh, he said, "Man, fucking uh, live, man." <laughs> So you so yeah, the day after I ordered like uh, this crazy big uh, pie and let it send to him with just the logo that he has on his shoulder on in the middle of it, you know, so he knew it was for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you make you you made a you had a pie delivered with his rank on it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Dude. <laughs> That's such an awesome story. Like you you get you get arrested for for trying to make a sandwich in the supermarket. You you go to jail. You, you become friends with the police, and the police buys a sandwich for you. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's what when you actually are the, the most honest person you you can be. Like when there's no thing called lies in the in the story, and you and you're one on one talking, like two guys talking, or from the same uh, same place. You just look at each other and. Uh, Say, yeah, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> like, let let the, th- the the history be the history. You know? <laughs> like once I walked out of the studio, I think I never was that high <laughs> on life uh, before. You know, it was like I think a forty-eight hour session. Finished like five paintings in that uh, weekend. You know. Mm. And I walked out on my uh, Buch Maxi, like this old scooter from the 50s. Just two streets, two blocks further, I I got stopped because I uh, I was driving through a red light. <clears throat> so I see this uh, police agent on a motorcycle on the trottoir next to me. Sidewalk, yeah. On the sidewalk. So... <laughs> He said, yeah, yeah, you can stop. So I, I stopped it, t- turned my engine off. And he said, so, uh, yeah, you know why I'm stopping you, right? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you were uh, driving through a red light, like taking a left. Why did you do that? I said, yeah, sometimes as a human being, you, you make a choice for the... For the <laughs> For the fast way, you know, you take the fast lane. Right. Soms kies kies the man for the for the for the snelle weg. So he said, "Okay, well, uh, wait a minute. Is the is that alcohol that I smell?" <laughs> so I said, uh, "No, if it, I, th- I just jumped off of, off of my wife. It must be here. It must be the." The the oestrogen. How do you say that? The oestrogen. Uh, <laughs> I said I must must be in the the estrogen wall <laughs> smell that came off of her that you smell, man. I <laughs> uh, said no. But wait a minute. Uh, what, what you can make like a laugh about it, but uh, I'm serious, man. Uh, I can also make you blow uh, blow this thing to check it. So I told the guy, also that that blowing thing, that's more a thing I I, I keep up to my wife, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had him like two times talking in a second, you know. So he started to laugh. He said, "Fuck, man, you you rock and roll piece of <laughs> piece of streets." <laughs> like I, I had no t-shirt on, just this, this leather jacket filled with paint. And the sunglasses on my uh, my chunky chunky hair. So he said, "Yeah, and if you want to get cigarettes, uh, you have to go there because that supermarket is is closed at the moment, man. You have to take the other round. <laughs> See you later, man." <laughs> so again, like you you were you were stopped for uh, running a red light, uh, <laughs> and and you were obviously drunk and probably more, and <laughs> and uh, you know, cop stops you. And he ends up telling you where to go. <laughs> some, some, yeah. It's it's such a weird thing. Like you sort of get away with everything, man. And <laughs> it's 
Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, the universe just kind of serves you. <laughs> but, you but then you have to reconsider, man. You you serve yourself. Like you say, you say what you want, and you want what you say. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I remember another story. You were in London, and um, you were painting there, and there was something with a construction site. That's also one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Yeah, man. Wait, I get a cigarette for this. One sec. Okay. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. This house is just—it's <laughs> exactly what you would think it would look like if you're listening to this. All right. So you were in London for for like a party or another painting session or something. No, no, there were, we brought some pictures actually to uh, okay to to this uh, diamond uh, dealer. Oh wow! Yeah, there were, were like these guys we met at the MTV Awards last year, two thousand sixteen. That's two years ago, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, time time. Uh, takes his spin sometimes you know mm. but yeah at the MTV Awards we had 18 p- pieces uh, hanging at the backstage area so they were like these Victoria's Secret angels walking in all the time and bands like Green Day and uh, Jaden Smith was there we made a painting together with the, the son of Will Smith oh yeah yeah that guy Yeah, I, f- I follow do you, do you ever see his Twitter it's hilarious <laughs> No, man. He, I, I he don't has, see Twitter. No, he, he has all these random thoughts, which are just, I don't know. Like, it's he, he thinks it's it's really, really deep, but it's just the dumbest shit ever. And that makes it so great, you know? It's <laughs> I, I can't come up with an example. Like, he says something, um, uh, trying to come up with something now. Like, if you go to a bookstore, if there's a lot of the books... Does it mean everyone reads them or no one reads them? Or <laughs> <laughs> and also just random shit like uh, like water isn't real or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You you'd get a kick out of it too, man. Yeah. It's it's funny as shit. I, I bet like in, in real life, what's what's that kid like? He must he's whacked out, man. Like I don't know what yeah, the fuck's no, going on. He's not whacked out, he's really interesting. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. He's interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting spirit, man. <laughs> but what I was saying, so yeah, we, sorry, it's a little sidebar there. You were you were backstage with Victoria's Secret models and and like yeah, we, we had this painting shit. and we met this guy who had like a small fragrances uh, bar. Like he had some new brands that he was uh, bringing to the to the world. You know, like perfume and stuff. Like yeah, men and women perfumes and uh, all the stuff. Oh, wait a second, we have to open uh, open the gate, man. All right. One of your roommates? Yeah, will she? All right, cool. I've, I've hung out with this guy for, yeah, 15 years at this point, and he never ceases to surprise me. It doesn't matter what we do, where we go, or if you just walk into each other, you just never know what's going to happen. He's something else. All right. Right. <clears throat> so we were, um, yeah, we were talking about London. You were there at this big party with uh, all these uh, Victoria's Secret models and, and no, people. Yeah, there, there was actually in, in Rotterdam at the MTV Awards. Okay. But what's, uh, yeah, okay. that's yeah. where we met the, this guy who has this uh, fragrance. Uh, place okay yeah like he was selling those uh now i see the men and women perfume and we had a good talk with him because all these like the most beautiful women in the place were were hugging him like crazy so we we thought that's the guy we we have to get in contact with you know (laughs) so he ended up being this crazy guy with 85 companies and he just invents them and then he uh, gives them to uh, 
to somebody else, but he's still kind of in charge, you know? Okay. And he fixed that we had a couple of paintings uh, brought to, to London. So we went, we went to London with a couple of paintings in our, uh, in the trunk of our car because we're small. We had to bring small paintings because they were going to hang in a, in, in like this uh, jewelry, was a kind of diamond uh, dealer. So this guy who owns the diamond uh, store looks a bit like, uh, yeah, like David Bowie, but then the, <laughs> he, he's like David Bowie, but then he could have been like his, uh, his, his trained sexual uh, brother, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's an interesting description. <laughs> but when we went there, we took uh, like at our arrival in the evening before we had this uh, this meeting. We we noticed that the bars were only open till eleven in London because yeah, it's kind of safety rule. Yeah, they have weird laws. English there. people are so crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> like that they if can't you drink. keep on the pub open after 11 in the evening they will start throwing with shit you know like <laughs> but not just at one place but everywhere <laughs> so, yeah a, the bars in london they close before midnight yeah it's crazy yeah yeah so it's a kind of uh, act of self-knowledge <laughs> <laughs> but when we when we uh, saw that we luckily had some uh, lsd with us so we <laughs> Like uh, my companion uh, Mikey and me took, uh, we shared this LSD, and we went straight to a casino. So we started to blackjack, and, and this guy was, who was looking <laughs> of this actor of Fight Club, you know, that scene, <laughs> the coupier, you know, he he was throwing these cards and. It, Okay, so point, what did he look like? The yeah, what, what's his name, man? I kind of Tyler Durden? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the main guy, yeah. Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt's character. No, no, it's the other one. Oh, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. <laughs> this guy was throwing these cards. <laughs> and we, we jumped out of the casino because... what. The, the pockets were filled. It was crazy, man. Everything, like every part we played, we got money. So <laughs> we won all the time. Yeah, we won all the time. And I had like a amount of coins in my pocket. <laughs> so I said, Mikey, man, let, let, let's get another chapter into this one. You know? oh, shit. So we walked out. So that's that's kind of like uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. The scene where 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 he's in the casino and everything starts. That's that's you. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, we were straightly on on top of fear and loathing, man. <laughs> so, you, so we were walking to this old bond uh, through this old bond street. You walked out with a bunch of money on you. Yeah, and we yeah. had and we saw this these. Uh, fucking Gucci stores next to it. It was like this uh, Gucci store. This was in the middle of the night. No, it was already getting morning, you know. Okay. <laughs> and we, we see this guy like cleaning the outside of the building, but also like uh, vacuum cleaning the streets in front of it. And there was a woman laying there on a <laughs> on a kind of uh, wool, uh, how, how do you say the wool plate? Right, like 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 uh, like a blanket. Yeah, like a, she was lay, laying on a, a wool blanket, on and underneath like tiny little uh, kind of jumper. I don't know what it was. She was ice cold, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost dying. And this guy was, <laughs> you, you and this guy was, <laughs> and and this guy was, <laughs> was like vacuum cleaning around her <laughs> because she was laying in front of the store, and we saw that from that point of view that's a crazy <laughs> perspective you have when you take acid you're so aware of of uh, existence you know right so the moment we saw that man we, we were walking up there and we thought of a kind of cool thing to do which is like put a lot of these blankets 
uh, across the city with just small claws, but then real human claws, but uh, of deaf people, you know. So you, <laughs> so you just see the bones, and you just hang them a bit outside of the blanket. So it's like there's laying a, a, a deaf person, <laughs> and then I, I'm for sure they will still vacuum clean this, the stuff around it, you know. <laughs> that contrast you see, right, right. At that point of view, man, that's crazy. So that all that yeah, it was like those thoughts went through your head while you yeah, were looking but at that. Uh, was not normal. Everybody, because working, uh, they started for like the, the nine to five. Maybe they're even seven to five right. already started. So you see all these zombies walking a bit fa faster than a normal promenade. You know, right? And we were like. <laughs> cruising through that shit you know uh -huh. so there were these working guys who were building an, an entire like rebuilding an entire street at the waterside there so at a small river and they all were wearing helmets and doing this like lifting these pieces of rock with with the 15 guys at the same time so we started to helping them you know <laughs> like the, we started helping them lifting that shit and we also got a, a helmet where so you just walked up there <laughs> yeah man at some point we, like we were building a building a road man like moving dirt <laughs> to actually build build an extra road where people can walk on <laughs> That's, <laughs> and you also had um, yeah, and then so the road was done, and then what happened? <laughs> yeah, the road was done, so we uh, went back to this uh, like this uh, kind of strip club uh, strip club story uh, after it, and uh, <laughs> then we went back to the to the place, and then Bart came along, a friend of ours. He just has, had his world tour. So he, he came back straight from... Uh, what does he do? Yeah, he came back straight from, uh, I think, Hawaii. Still wearing his... Uh, <laughs> like, it was quite cold in London at those days, you know. Right. And he was coming in with these palm tree uh, trousers. And he was fully palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had, like, this uh, lovely hotel room. So we went there, played some music. We had some. He's uh, a DJ. Yeah, he's a DJ. Okay. What's what's his name? Yeah, his, his name is uh, Lemayus. Lemayus. Yeah, the guy's called Bart van Bird. But uh, yeah, he's playing here, at, actually at the place where we are right now. Uh, like uh, maybe fifty hours a week, you know. No, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he had some uh, studio time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so you walked into him in London. Yeah, man. But and the day after, we uh, like we were still awake, and we had to show up at that place. And we dropped us dropped off those uh, three paintings. There was like a small uh, party over there, and there were people from L'Oreal and from uh, what's that brand called? The, the guy who died, you know, the uh, Yves Saint Laurent. You know. Okay. There were some big brands there, so. Yeah, I mean, London was one of the first trips we had since we were, like, becoming, uh, sp uh, spreading the pieces around the globe, you know. That's actually what's happening right now. There's a painting in Jakarta, there's one in New York, there's a couple in London, in Paris are some pieces. Uh, like, in the beginning, we were just painting, and then... Some people uh, started to buy uh, buy some pictures, and whenever somebody asked how we were doing, we were always saying, "Yeah, we're doing perfect," you know. So people starting to wonder what's happening there in that in that fucking place in Delshaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Delshaven is <coughs> a bit more older piece. It's like uh, really old, one of the oldest places of uh, of the Netherlands. There. We had like a really romantic atelier there, where that's the place where I met Hans and, uh, and Michael, and a lot of more people, uh, lovely people. 
but yeah, from from there uh, it actually grew to becoming something that uh, that's inevitable uh, for for the rest of the uh, rest of the world to see, man. Hmm. So we are on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. Well, I can I can see for sure. Like it's uh, yeah, the the word is spreading for sure. Yeah, I've uh, I've noticed that. Yeah, so that was that was another that was a good story from London. You had another cool story from uh, New York too. <laughs> yeah, the story of New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's another great story. Man. After my first, uh, after my first exhibition in Rotterdam, I had eighteen pieces hanging there. Some of them I. Uh, made together with uh, Mike and Hans. But a lot of them were uh, I made by myself and we ended up s- selling all those pa- pieces, you know. So <laughs> it was also the first time my dad actually uh, looked me into, like we were standing towards each other and he said, hell yeah, man. <laughs> because he always thought I got this money from uh, from this... Uh, this tr- from the streets, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> a couple of days after, I left to New York just by myself. I was 19, and I was sitting in the metro, like not wearing anything <laughs> of value in my pockets. You know, I didn't have a phone with me. I had this small uh, host, uh, hostel in Harlem between like on 120th street between first and pleasant Avenue and, uh, left my stuff there. You know, I just had for a couple of thousand dollars in my pocket. I mean, in my, in my sock between my, uh, shoe and my sock. And I didn't have anything of value with me. So I was completely free because even if, when I fall asleep, I could, I could do everything I want without, anybody uh, harming me you know right yeah and your your shoes probably aren't getting stolen no so. no they're not kind of small chance yeah yeah man so uh yeah i, I was walking there through harlem through uh, through harlem like two blocks further i could jump in the metro but sometimes i just walked once at night i came uh, came back from uh yeah, I met some guys there a couple of days before that that story. I met some guys. They were walking the dog in uh, Williamsburg. It was uh, like the upper upper street of uh, Manhattan, mm-hmm. lower east side, but the upper upper piece of it. So I asked. The That's guy, a really rich neighborhood, right? Yeah, I asked the guy. Where, where can I see some uh, some galleries? You know, and he was. Uh, I said I, I want. I have some some stuff I want to uh, to show. So he said, "Yeah, come with me. I don't, I don't have a clue, but some friends of mine, uh, you come with me to my place." So I walk with them, and where this <laughs> we went up in the house, and we're sitting four guys. Look like ex- exactly like the crew I had in my my own uh, hood, you know. <laughs> Like in Rotterdam, it was like a mountain filled with ganja on the table. <laughs> and just guys uh, chilling around a bit. We had some good drinks. And it became that late that like, some of those guys were actually into art, so they told me the place to go. But then uh, everybody fell asleep. When I, when I woke up, I saw this message of these guys like, uh, we're all off to work. You can walk the dog, just uh, the keys are here. So I, <laughs> that entire day I was walking with like three dogs through uh, Manhattan, you know, like I fucking owned the streets there. You know, these <laughs> dogs, I, those dogs knew where to go. So they kind of walked, showed me the, pl- showed me around, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. So you you just like just walked into someone, started talking, and they the next day you, you crash at their place, and the next day just give you the key to their apartment. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, and there were some uh, MacBooks uh, laying there, so I, I could have uh, st- steal the, 
the shit out of them, you know. Walk, walk there with a ton of money. <laughs> Why should I, man? Those guys came back. We went to uh, to this crazy uh, German bass party in Webster Hall, and I think at four in uh, four a.m. I lost the guys in inside of the club, so I looked for them five minutes. But then I thought, fuck it, man, <laughs> just leave. So <laughs> I. We, I didn't let any of their contact, no phone numbers, nothing. I vanished for them, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Then it's like, then you're actually wondering if it actually happened, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just walked out of the club into a pub, ordered a, like a fucking a can of beer and, and drank uh, three pints out of it, you know? Started to talk a bit with that guy, and then I went to uh, back back to Harlem, and there were these two black guys walking towards me on the streets. So one of them was, uh, yeah, I had the wrong hip hop listening in my headphones. You know, I had like these earplugs in with music, mm -hmm. but they heard it was from. <laughs> From the wrong place, you know, from the wrong, uh, from, from wrong, wrong corner of the stage. <laughs> it was like uh, so they were, West what, Coast. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> so, so I just grabbed this joint out of my uh, my uh, front pocket of my jacket, and I said, "You know, guys, and this might be your hood, but this is my spliff. You know, I don't know if you want to <laughs> want to smoke it or not, but." Uh, So we jumped on the on the basketball court, smoked J together. <laughs> and then they asked me if I wanted to come with them to the strip clubs. They had this old, I think it was an Oldsmobile Cutlass, like Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, something like that. <laughs> like they can only fit two persons normally, but I was sitting, laying in the back with 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 an L. <laughs> In in the trunk, like no, 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 like in behind the back the, seat. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like on the back seat, really small back seat. Right. So the entire car was filled with smoke. We drove up to uh, the to the Bronx where the trip club was. So we walked inside. It was there were only black people there, asses as big as you can uh, imagine the moon is, you know. <laughs> and then. <laughs> we ordered a, a bottle of Hennessy. I mean, one of these guys said, yeah, you like uh, Hennessy? I said, yeah, sure, man. So he put on this, this cooler on the table with the neon stripes around it. This, and I didn't, Im I couldn't imagine why you should put the fucking neon around it, you know, but then, like the moment that happened, all these strippers We're walking to our table because we had the neon, you know. We had we had the extra lights. <laughs> so, in, within 15 minutes, I had this ass in my face. <laughs> they were they were crown. How do you say kroonluchters? Uh, you know. Oh, a, sh a chandeliers. Yeah, they had chandeliers hanging on two meter fifty in the entire place, so you could not see. The, The the roof, you know, right? You could not see the ceiling. Was only <laughs> chandeliers. Chandeliers. Very bling. Yeah, it was so bling, man. <laughs> <laughs> you had this smoking alley inside of there. We went up there for a cigarette, but the alley became a bit tighter. We were walking more inside of it, you know. If we were walking further, and in the back of the alley, there was this guy, like this black guy with these crazy dreadlocks and in one of them he had like a miniature Uzi <laughs> and, it, and, and the other one he had like this this small condom and he, this guy was like, you want you want a small hit of this <laughs> so he was acting like that and he was like, yeah man take take this <laughs> and then he was smoking this small pipe you know so I thought fuck man no ma <laughs> So I smoked a couple of cigarettes with this guy. <laughs> of course you did. It was a fucking movie star. <laughs> But 
like being there an hour and a half all these guys inside were looking at me they were starting to notice me you know so right yeah and <laughs> I came back with that smoking alley jumped back on the on the couch with the, with those guys but they were like uh, also rapping to each other it was a crazy ambiance you know right I even they were like battle battle raps yeah there were some battle raps but also some argues but when there were a bit too many argues around me in the club like there were some a bit of fighting right so I told the the guys the vibe was changing yeah I I told one of the guys I'm I'm going back for one smoke you know so he said yeah yeah and then like (laughs) I crossed the smoking area like the, the smoking alley went straight to the to the the exit and just walked walked away there you know jumped into the first cab because that that neighborhood man right so i just went back to it i said yeah, yeah you can just drive and i heard from one of those guys that you had this place uh wasn't the Jupiter, no, Apollo, Apollo uh, 95 or something. So I went to that, I say, yeah, drive to Apollo 95, which is like a kind of bowling center. But if okay. you go through it on the next, like the next floor, you have like this crazy club, you know, just hip hop. So I went there, man. <laughs> Actually, a couple of those guys who were in the strip club, I later on met in that place because <laughs> one of those guys, I, I told him that I was leaving, you know, but I didn't want to uh, interrupt everything. So I went there and I met up with him later. And we, uh, I mean, it's cool to, to go to a, a city you don't know. And like... Uh, Spend your time with the the guys who live the life there, you know, right. instead of uh, visitors. Like I want to jump into 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 their life. Yeah, just to make sure. Uh, yeah, we can we can level, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you went to the hip hop club. What was that scene like? Yeah, I was doing some writing in those days, so. Also some English stuff, but mostly they were also interesting in uh, the Dutch stuff because in rap and in poetry, sometimes it's not just about the things you're saying, but also the rhythm and the melody that you bring on with it, you know. Mm-hmm. It was actually cool that some things, like sometimes it's cool that the people, the guy you're talking to, I mean, you're talking your, into your uh, own language, when he doesn't understand shit of your saying, he just hears like the the tone of it, mm-hmm. and then you sometimes you can already uh, get a, a a cool glimpse yeah. of what somebody's saying, right? Yeah. So, well, I think you said it all for today, man. It was a very interesting conversation. I've had a lot of laughs, and uh, uh, th- look, I, we we should we should hey, do this again soon. So, at some a couple of weeks ago, this uh, I I have this neighbor, this woman, and her husband died. You know, so uh, I saw her walking uh, across the street, and I walked up to her and said, "Yeah." So it's now uh, two weeks ago that your husband died. <laughs> I mean, uh might be a good idea to uh, jump on top of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked at me <laughs> with this face and she said, don't let my husband hear it. He would <laughs> roll around in his grave. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I answered her. I said, yeah. Then we can do it two times. And he lies exactly like he did before. <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> and on that note I think we're gonna end this episode <laughs> where, where where can people find you <laughs> find your stuff <laughs> like uh, you're you're on Instagram and Facebook and all that right like uh, what's your uh, how do people find you there yeah 
Roderick Vaassen zetten, we put in een... Ja, just google it and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll find it. Roderick Vaassen. And uh, yeah. Well, that's it. That's it triple A. Triple, yeah, triple A fresh gallery. Yeah, man, if you just check triple A gallery in Rotterdam. Yeah. Triple A fresh, one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put I'll put all the links in the show notes and all that. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I'm looking forward to do it again and uh, talk to the other guys too. Right. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Tot ziens. Bye, night. <laughs> and just so you know where you can find this guy on the internet, it's uh, Roderick Fasen. That's his name. R O D. E-R-I-K-F-A-A-S-A-N. Those are all his handles on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find him at roderickvaasen.com. You've been listening to the Polarizer podcast. Check the show notes for links and details on literally everything that was discussed and mentioned during the show. Subscribe to this podcast for free on iTunes or your other favorite podcast directory to never miss an episode. And be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review. Visit thepolarizer.com for high-quality articles on making life an adventure, traveling the world, being the best you can be, and other topics that fuel the fire in your soul. That's thepolarizer.com. One word, including the. Thank you for listening. And thanks for telling a friend. It really makes all the difference.